simmer, let it simmer, let it simmer. I want to grow up to wear a leather jacket. And that leather jacket is gone. That's right. That's right. Get it. Hot shit. Yes. This is. They just had the best name. <laughs> like, <laughs> Thunder bitch is the best name for a fucking. Uh, Thunder bitch is in there. I think got to be like in top five names for like a band. I'm going does, to see Thunder bitch. Does it have to be just a band? Actually, no. Like, I think honestly. If I had to pick, like, getting saved by, like, Wonder Woman or Thunder Bitch, I would pick getting saved by Thunder Bitch over, like, Thor. Like, I just feel like Thunder Bitch is going to wreck shit, and she's going to be cool. Like, you fucking already. Like, I'm, thank you, Thunder Bitch. I appreciate it. And then when she leaves, it's like, like it sounds good. Here's I'm, a free t-shirt. Yeah. Leather jackets. The name component. Of course, like, within the within the rock and roll world, it's it's common and comfortable for people to have a name like that and it's accepted. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do the same like within our culture? Like within rap culture, you have to have some particular hoodish name or street name. Why can't you just like, yo, no, we, we're this and I, be okay with it. I think that, um, I don't know. I think that depends on how you want to be portrayed and how you're like, I don't know, comfortable with yourself. Because you can have, you know, you could be a fucking, like, I keep saying his name because it's, like, funny to me. Like, you could be a poo shiesty. <laughs> you know, and, like, live in. I, I only listen to, like, two songs, so I, I can't be giving bro a hard time. But you can be just, like, a, you know, regular, like, trap rapper nigga. Or you can be just complete opposite and be, like, I don't know, say, a chance. Or you could fuck around and be, like, now I always feel like rappers don't have to be anything. Because you could be a boogie who's, right. like. I'm a whole blood out here, but I'm going to tell you niggas that today I was looking at ass. Today I'm depressed, and I'm going to get these fucking bars off, too. Like, I'm not just going to be, like, depressed, 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 shoot dead, whatever. It's like, no, this is just my thoughts. Like, I'm going to, and I'm going to make this shit sound like a fucking right. silky poem. Like, so, I don't know. I think that's part partly the artist, but I do think it has to, some responsibility has to be put on the fans. Because we don't let people be themselves yeah we don't let them be anything outside of the artists we have of them in their mind oh he came out at like 19 he's got to stay this way like this nigga's 29 with a daughter now like it's not the same shit right i think that's kind of along the lines of where i was going to go with it but i what i will say is i do like how more so now you do have a little bit more artists that are actually using a real name or just like a nickname they've had since they was a kid or something along those lines Mm mm-hmm um, but I, I feel like there's a weird correlation between rappers that use their actual name and their talent level. Because I feel like the ones that use their actual name in some capacity are way better rappers than a, a so-called Pooh Shiesty. That's not a bad theory. Because, like, I do feel like with the name, you know, it's kind of like when you get your little hood name. Like, you have to be that persona. Right. But if I'm comfortable, you know, with just saying, yeah, man, this is TJ and I rap. 
So now I'm finna rap about like a bunch of teach. I'm more comfortable. I'm more comfortable with like changing my flow, with experimenting with this sound, this sound, this sound, as opposed to well, fuck, man. I came out as like you know, little shoot 'em up, and it might be hard for little shoot 'em up to turn around and start rapping about. I don't know. Um, I had ice cream today, and I really like this girl. Like, I'm not trying to fuck this bitch. No, I really like her. We like had a good day, right. and we went on a date. And then I went home and like I kissed my mom, and it was great. Right. And then I had a really, really awesome time. I don't know. I feel like those also like comes with. I think you have to be a bit of a. Not to say you have to like jock anybody, but you need to be like a bit of a student of your craft because if you like, you know, every niggas be like, oh, my favorite rapper is like, I love Tupac, and it's like Tupac wasn't just like. You know, am I wrong? Because I want to get it on till I die. Like he was, you know, talked about his mom. He talked about social issues. He, he was like a whole poetry book. Yeah, like it was like no man. Like I'm really, really invested in a lot of things. Like my music is a conduit through which you can see different parts of my person. But I'm not just this. This might be what these motherfuckers on you know on TV. Basically, this is white folks trying to tell me like trying to say what I am. But if you're a fan of mine, nigga, you know full and fucking well like. I mean, he's like way, way more than this. Like, this is so much more than this. Like, of what? course. I mean, that's that's kind of like the underlying issue of how we are viewed in this country in general. Mm-hmm. Like, we are not allowed to have a safe space for us to be ourselves and be accepted as who we are. We have to get to a certain level and then either demand it or we just have to come in and say, you know, fuck it and risk everything with the expense of being who I naturally am, or in order to be marketed by people that do not identify with us, we have to put on this persona. But every other genre of artist that does not identify with our skin color, they get to be exactly who they are. So it's kind of like our, our, I would say our, I don't want to say our problem because it's not our problem. We don't have to adopt it. But the struggle that we face in the real world is the same thing that we face in every facet, even when it comes to our music. We are not allowed to really be ourselves. We don't get the opportunity to really enjoy and understand what duality is, which brings us to why you guys are here listening to us because we present duality. Welcome to Just a Dope Ass Podcast on this wonderful Saturday. You get to hear us, as usual, talk about both dynamics of duality in a broad spectrum of things like, say, music. Why? Because we can. We have that ability, and you're going to hear it on a regular basis, not to, like, be an asshole, but... It's legitimately, like, it's the human experience. Like, you're not just one thing. Not at all. Like, you're not one thing at any phase of your existence, but you're not going to stay a thing either, like... I don't know, man. Like, I'll I'll be trying to sound like I just, like, had a fucking bag of shrooms before I came here, but, like, that's it. Like, you, it's just so much too... All of this. Right. Like, the fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> Pay attention to all the different components of everything in life. Why? Because life is more than just one viewpoint. It's one one perspective or one particular experience, and you shouldn't be boxing yourself in like that. So that's how we're starting today off. In like, case you guys didn't know, this is your first time listening to Just a Dope Ass Podcast. I am King Carter, one half of Just a Dope Ass Podcast. TJ, Chad Awesome, how you doing? How you feeling? Chadwick. Feeling good? Chadwick. <laughs> Chadwick is here. What was that? Um, Oh, fucking uh, nice to... Ulrich von Lichtenstein was (laughs) Chadwick von Awesome Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Chadwick van Awesome. Yep. That is, that is, that is, that's great. I was going to say it's awesome, but it's repetitive, so I couldn't do it. I had to like figure it out. Fuck it, man. That's that's really why I like that word, because it like makes you say it like a bunch of times. Like, that's awesomely awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's that's me. Remember it. Fucking Fantastic. 
fucking fantastic. But yes, so going to duality and like having a different dynamic, that makes me think of like, so, you know, we had uh, our winner of the Australian Open today, mm-hmm. our, our favorite, um, I was going to say biracial brown tennis player, but I was trying not to sound disrespectful because I don't want to disrespect her at all. Got everything. She, she hated that. But, you know, an- another black woman has won. It wasn't Serena, but it doesn't really matter as long as one of us wins and she identifies with us. But yeah, see, I like that she went. Like, not only did she win, but she, you know, is with the shits of, no, nah, man, like, I'm I'm all of this. Like, I'm not just, oh, hey. Like, no, just because you guys identified me as, like, Japanese. Like, no, I'm black. I'm all, I'm all of it, motherfucker. I'm more so even black. And I like the fact that she's with Corday, who's also, like, positive and cultured. But, yeah. like, reading an article about them. That he was expressing how he's like, I'm from this world. So me being with her when I first started supporting her coming to these tennis matches, I feel mad uncomfortable because I'm used to being around predominantly black people. And Mm -hmm. now I'm predominantly around predominantly white people, especially me being pro-black and somewhat cultured and understanding of my shit. Now I'm in this whole other realm that I've never been in before. Mm -hmm. This feels mad uncomfortable, but I'm here to support her. So it's like I can I can be in both or even them talking about their schedule. She's like, yeah, I get up super early and then my day is pretty much done by the afternoon, whereas his day don't really start until nighttime. So it's like finding out how to balance all these different things. But the overarching theme is they're able to be balanced and getting out of your comfort zone to be able to do something that's a necessity, so on and so forth. All these little things that we always talk about here on this show mm-hmm. that seem to transpire in every aspect of different people's lives, including our own. That's good, like, and that's also good, like, just simply, like, I know what I signed up for, like, I'm fucking dating, like, the, one of the best tennis players ever, like, it would make no sense to be like, how come we can't have breakfast, because I gotta train, pussy, right. and I'm dating, like, also, like, you know, one of the biggest artists out, so it's like, why can't you, because I'm trying to, like, make hits, nigga, like, the motherfucking studio open late, niggas have 50,000 schedules, this nigga just flew in from Germany, and we, this is our, this is our window to cook. So I need this window to cook. All right, cool. I want to know Corday's manifestation prayer. (laughs) Cause you go from being like average broke regular dude to winning awards. Not, not just being, not being a gimmicky rapper and Mm -hmm. winning, but like being myself, having actual bars and talent and spitting real stuff, actually getting an award for it. And then ending up dating this beautiful highest paid female athlete and having a nice, comfortable relationship, no issues, no drama. You know, they, they watch anime together and do nerdy, quirky stuff together, and it's all comfortable. Like, you went from literally from nothing to damn near everything within the span of three years. I mean, you know, I know there's always that, you know, you you did a lot of things in the background to build up to that. So putting that out there, that that probably was a thing. But... Also, I think, I don't know, he might just be, like, the poster child for be a motherfucking self and great motherfucking things happen to you. Because it's like, yeah, I'm I'm not, you know, um, I have this black experience, but am I, you know, bang, bang, shoot him up, dope boy? Like, no. Like, I'm just me, nigga. Like, I have this experience, and I'm going to rap about this, and I'm going to, it's going to hit. And that's what every, every real, I'm not even going to say successful, I think every, like, impactful artist has always said the same thing like i'm rapping about where i'm at now so yes man i had a bunch of raps about like hove like i rapped about selling dope when i was selling dope now 
I'm fucking moving stocks and buildings and shit, but I'm being authentic. Right. People don't fuck with not always necessarily like, yeah, they like like the actual what I said, but they vibe with this just sounds like a motherfucker who's doing what the fuck he's supposed to do. It makes me want to do what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Like right. I listen to him rap about whoop doop doop and I realize I'm supposed to be out here starting a Lysol wipe selling company. And I just realized like I'm really great at selling Lysol wipes because of him. What is it about human beings, especially at, well, I can't say at this point in time, because I don't know what the fuck was going on in, in history books other than what has been written down and we find. But what is it about human beings that they, they don't like truth and authenticity? Mm. Like it's something about that that makes us feel uneasy or uncomfortable or we repel it unless it's delivered in a way that we prefer but when when something is authentic you can't control how it's going to be given to you what is it about that that makes us either misinterpret or misread or just repel it all together what what do you think is going on with us to where we do that i think part of it falls into like our um you know one of my favorite words of like conditioning like i feel like at least you know i can't speak to Eight thousand years ago, but right. as of now, you know, like truth is not a popular thing. Like truth in how you look is not popular. Truth in how you got to where you got is not pop- popular. Everybody wants to act like they got it out the mo- like they just showed up and I've been that motherfucker from jump. No, you needed help. No, you needed. You know, I think there's a vulnerability in truth, and I think people don't enjoy that. I think people want to have this, you know, and for whatever reason, I feel like this society is kind of like pushed this agenda of like, you need to be authentically you is not good enough. Right. And I think, you know, there's intersections with that. Cause it's, if you're good enough, if you are, you know, a lot of, um, capitalism, you know, like <laughs> a lot of things we sell, they only work. If you feel like you're not good enough, I can't sell you. And this is not to shit on, you know, I'm, I'm going to get across the board women, but I can't sell you makeup and like hair and stuff. If you feel like I'm a, I'm bitch, I'm beautiful. Like, I can't sell you, um, I don't fucking know, what do niggas need? Like, I can't sell you, like, mad, well, unless you juju, then you can wear all the jewelry <laughs> you want. But I can't sell you on, like, you know, buying farm on a bajillion, you know, diamond chains and shit if you feel like I'm literally that nigga because I'm that nigga. Like, shit falls through if you feel like you are authentically already enough. Like, what? I feel like that's why when you look at all these, you know, pages that are like self-help that are you know inspirational a big amount of shit is always like yo just to let you know you are enough because and it seems repetitive but you realize like that's not a thing out here like there's just there is this big wave that you aren't enough and then there's a bunch of intersections about culture and 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 historical shit like especially with us like you know in the black community this shit double triple quadruple whatever ooples that you can put on there about why that is also an issue so when it when it comes to authenticity and being able to accept that, I know, like you're saying, you are enough. I think a harsh truth that a lot of us don't want to accept nicely mm-hmm. is in some aspects you are not enough and you're not supposed to be because you're learning to become better. That like there's always a space to where you should be able to improve until you die. There's always something that you should be able to improve on. And even when you lose your your physical being here on this earth, you transcend to something else that we don't know what it is. We'll figure out 
when we get to that point. But (laughs) I think it's it's hard for people to realize that sometimes that you are not enough isn't a bad thing. It's a truth. But I can accept that truth and realize I'm not enough. But what do I need to do to become better? We stop. We have a period right at that. I'm not enough. And then we just completely forget it because we don't want to look at the uncomfortable side of that truth. We just want to completely get over it together. So we have people that may go into those delusions. Maybe it's the verbiage. But why does the verbiage? I know we kind of talked about this yesterday. What's the sensitivity with the verbiage? Why does the verbiage always matter to where we don't? get the message properly because we're paying attention to how we feel about the words as opposed to what the words are actually telling us. I think that comes from, I mean, you know, therapy dog. (laughs) 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 You know, like it's, you know, it's big on, there's like whole fucking chapters on like language and how, you know, you perceive things and it, you know, what somebody's background is, so on and so forth. But like, even what you said, like, it's not even, you know, for you and for me, um, I can understand, you know, you're not enough, but that doesn't mean you're trash. That just means you have the you can, you have the capacity to be more. Right. But everybody kind of stops at, oh, shit, well, I'm not enough. I might as well be whatever. So I know like sometimes, you know, giving individuals the, you know, you kind of got to mold it to be like, OK, man, you you might not be enough now. That doesn't mean you don't have the capacity to be enough as enough as you can be in right. the time frame that you whatever. But. I mean, I, I try not to. I try not to just flat out be like, "Oh, all these motherfuckers is just born weak," but <laughs> <laughs> just fucking uh, so weak ass. Yeah, you know, like you all would have got thrown off the fucking Spartan cliff at birth or whatever. But like, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. I cast out. Um, I think. Uh, I think that you know. I think there's definitely. <laughs> you shall not. Pass. Fucking just for, <laughs> like yeah, I think I I think there's um I don't want to say culture. I mean I think everybody's experience is different. So you know you got to take into account you know certain things might have made you more sensitive and this that and the third. But I do think there needs to be more of an underlying theme of you know everything. I guess is is so much in extremes. It's either you're not shit or you can do every fucking thing easy. And it's like no, nah, you can your your potential is unlimited but your ability to tap that is still contingent on you know you on the work you put in on the lessons you learn and all types of other shit like it's not just these things that are just like oh yeah i can do it because i believe i can do it that's work motherfucker like so you mean like i have to pay attention to like what's inside absolutely i don't want to do that i care more about all the stuff outside of me and what it tells me i should do and how i should you know measure myself and all that which kind of brings me to my quote of the day. Thank Bars. you for, for transitioning that for me. That's you just synergy. It's just wonderful. Flip. But my, my quote of the day, externally imposed regulation regularly brings about internal transformation and betterment. Again, externally imposed regulation rarely brings about internal transformation and betterment. If you're not able to tap into that aspect of yourself that continues that question because you're externally measuring yourself based on what's supposed to be and you're not tapping in with me like, no, I dictate this shit. Like I don't have to pay attention to what this says I'm supposed to be. I dictate what I'm supposed to be. And even if I'm not, I can be if I want to be. 
that internal aspect of you is what's going to push you to get to that next level. You comparing yourself to what's outside of you is not really going to make anything better. And you're kind of going to miss the overall picture. So I can utilize that two examples, but I'll start off with what's going on this week as far as Meg mm. with her photo shoot or whatever. For, I don't remember the damn magazine. It's one of the white folks magazines. Mm. Um, but people were like shitting on the pictures saying that they look terrible and they were talking shit about the photographer and saying it's his fault that he she looks so terrible and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. I'm not into the model world like that, but the magazine, I'm like, no, they always have this type of feel to their photo shoots. Like, mm-hmm. they have somewhat of a theme to their photo shoots. They're like, well, he's a white photographer. He just don't know how to shoot black girls. It's like, nah. Her look is different. You guys are used to seeing her with all the extra weave and the nails and the extra makeup and the certain dressed a particular way. He has her more in a traditional model-esque poses, you know, a more natural lighting, natural makeup, not all the extra fillers and old school. I think it was kind of like 80s style attire. Mm-hmm. But you guys are blaming him, not realizing that it has nothing to do with that. You guys are paying attention to viewing her in the same way all the time to now when she's presented to you in a different way, you blame somebody else. That's still some of that shit that you're not letting a motherfucker be a different version. You're not letting him be himself. People, you know, if you support this girl and and, and transition she's going through, she's had a a fucking, I don't know, roller coaster every year. And I don't know, like, I I love anime and I love all the fucking pew pew. You not supposed to be that nigga all the time. If she goes, I want to be au natural or whatever the fuck, then yeah, nigga, what the fuck wrong with y'all? Yeah, and that's that's the part that kind of, that bugged me a little bit. Now, granted, you know, (laughs) I'm I'm not the biggest Meg fan in the world anyway. So I was like, you guys are mad at the photographer because she actually looks natural now and you guys can't stand it. Now you guys are getting to see that she might not be as fine as y'all make her out to be because now you get to see her without all the bullshit added on. I don't even think it's that. I mean, I think that's part of it. I think now that some of them, you know, people identify and put their own projections on artists, on people. So it's like if she's out here, she might have looked, you know, I think I remember like I saw it, but I didn't pay much attention to it. I was like, oh, she took pictures. It didn't even bother me. Like, but I think if you, you know, start promoting that, oh, she's good just without it. Like this other shit is cool. It starts to promote, you know, one, I, I'll say, you know, f- you know, from maybe the male perspective, well, that's fucking whack and whatever the fuck. But also from like a female perspective, if this person is just naturally whatever, and we're starting to get our champion is starting to get away from, you know, just for even if it's for a small photo shoot, this taking off all the filler and shit. Right. Well, fuck. What if that becomes the norm? Now I got to take off my filler. I got fuck this shit. I don't want this. I don't want to be popular to take off the fucking. No, nigga, like armor on. Right. Armor on is was popping, bitch. Don't ever do that again. You're the thing that I, when I'm out here popping this shit, and making these statuses and whoop doop whoop, I'm I'm championing that she be out here glossed up all the time. So I'm glossed up all the time. And you, you know, just version another level of, no, man, you should probably sit with yourself. This is the person that I idolize externally and that I try to emulate all my behaviors after. And if they change, then I got to change, which I don't feel like changing. Mm -hmm. As opposed to just being your fucking self and not holding this person to being accountable to one particular, like she got to look like hot girl Meg 24-7. Sounds terrible. I mean, that's a. I mean, I'm not really into the whole hot girl bullshit. It just seems like a fucking task. Like, you want me to wear these leather stirrups all the time? Right. Shit, man. I'm fucking walking around the house. 
I don't, I want to wear sweats, bitch. Like, let me the fuck. You want me to be caked up in makeup and all this other? I don't. I don't. Nah. Not to say I'm. Obviously, she had makeup on, but the makeup looks differently. And you know, we're not experts on makeup here, people. Just to let you know, but I know that you can do makeup in a multitude of different ways that gives you a different mm-hmm. look. If you're used to having the hot girl style of hairdos and makeups and all that other shit, and now you no, know, that's not the thing for the photo shoot. Oh, it's this dude's fault. Like, no, she's transitioning and trying something different for this point in time. It's okay to just embrace it for what it is that's the truth that you're looking at you don't like looking at this truth because it doesn't fit the truth that you're comfortable with which also kind of goes inside with the other example that i had with uh i want to say his name is kevin lewis what's the name of that that dude that be doing what we do but not as good oh (laughs) ma'am you got seven kids you're fat you're oh you're ugly you work at the piggly wiggly oh okay uh i want to say it's samuels kevin Kevin samuels Samuels, whatever cuz name is um but i appreciate like his honesty with a lot of stuff and i can always look in the comments and see how people are so mad so one clip that i saw you know he's talking to a lady he's like what makes you so appealing why should somebody you know, do all this to try to get with you or approach you or this, that, and the other. And she started listing off a bunch of things. He's like, ma'am, you're trying to sound like the dude in a relationship. You're listing off all these goals that you have accomplished, but you're not saying, basically, you're not saying anything that would be supportive of or appealing to a a man or something that would show him that you can nurture and care for him in a different aspect. You're just listing what you have. And I had saw, you know, a bunch of women in the car. I just hate, he just so mean. He just talks so mean to these women. I don't know why they call in all the time and this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, he's telling the truth. Like, your goals and accomplishments are not who you are. What is it about you that makes this person feel comfortable? You're not even listening to what he's saying because you're paying attention to the delivery. The delivery isn't supposed to feel good. When it comes to truth or or having a different perspective that is helping you get out of your certain mindset or wherever you are in your life, it's not supposed to be fluffy. Yeah, see, I don't want it to be fluffy. Sometimes I feel like he um, just be like, if you know, if we shoot an arrow, it'd be like, he was almost at a bullseye, but you hit like right here on like he'll, and not because he doesn't present it fluffy. It's just because I'm like, you need to just just dig, a, just twist that knob a little bit more because you just wasn't. Because even that, it was like, I don't. I don't take away that in shit. I don't, I'll just, I'll even put that little disclaimer in this society, but no nigga. Like I like that you have a, a job and all this other good shit. That's great. Right. But that doesn't cause it's this. And just on the, on the flip side, that's the same thing with a relationship with, with women when they pick and do it's just like you picked him cause he had a, a bunch of great accolades as far as like finances or whatever, but that doesn't translate to a good partner. I, that means I'm good at my job. Right. That makes me money. So that just could have been presented better. Like, man, it ain't about do it. Over you, everybody go to work. All you niggas go to work. Um, but you haven't listed any attributes that make you a good partner. Because right. when I'm at work, I'm not working with you. When I come home, what makes you a good partner when we're in this home? Because you didn't really list shit that makes you want to date you. Like, that makes you want to be around you at all. Like, none of that shit makes you want to be in your presence. It makes you want to, you know, cut a deal with you. It makes you want to go into business with you, right? but it don't make me want to be with you. I mean, that was kind of another clip that I saw him having a discussion with another woman, which he tends to have this a lot. And I think, you know, because he made black women, whenever you say black women they rah, rah, in the comments and they get all touchy. But one woman was telling him about her experiences and then she was blaming all me. He's like, 
what we're not going to do is have you blame all black men because you choose men that are mur- that are felons and abusers. Yep. That's been your experience. You keep choosing that. That has nothing to do with and he's kind of laying into her, but he's letting her know like you chose these it's individuals. Yo fucking fault. That's right. Serenade. Mm-hmm. Everything is yo fucking fault. You. Yeah. It's, it's your fucking you. fault. It's you. But because he said, I'm not going to, I'm tired of you black women coming in here blaming all men. I know as soon as I hear him say black women, the comments is going to be, he talked to black women. So like, no, but he's telling the truth. If you continuously choose the same person, that's the truth component. That's not supposed to be fluffy. Your truth is you keep choosing this and you're blaming everybody because you choose this. Don't blame everybody. Blame yourself. Don't generalize the whole situation. Now, that goes for men or women. It doesn't really matter. But that's the truth. But the the overall encompassing part of the conversation is we don't want to hear that truth. Because that that comes, you know, hand in hand with you have to do everybody. You have to do the inner work. And it's like I want somebody to start really. (laughs) Yeah, I need somebody to start really laying out what that is. Because that don't mean you go buy some fucking singing bowls. And, you know, all of a sudden you vegan for like three months. Like, that's not the inner work. Like, no. And the inner work, and I'm not saying the inner work takes like two weeks. Like, it could take, that shit could take years. But you need to, because un- just because you figured it out, like, I've unraveled that I do this out of insecurity. I pick this person out of loneliness. I choose my partners from a deep-seated whoop-de-whoop-de trauma from whatever. And trauma could be anything. It doesn't mean your daddy beat you and, like, touched you funny. Like, you saw interactions that shaped how you go about relationships. Right. Boom. You understand that. Now, nigga, that, this, that's the fun part. Now you have to be like, oh, fuck, I have to really unravel how I make these decisions because my knee-jerk reaction is, I'm going to do it this way. Well, no, that's not the best way. I could be. I could have been working out this particular month. I've been working out arms by doing this type of curl, and that's what I do. I understand that it has built my muscle in a really fucked up way. I can see over here that if I use these three exercises, I'm going to completely hit this long head, short head. I'm going to do a whole bunch of shit. But that's oh, hard. Body parts. He's getting deep in there. Yeah, I'm like, like deep into the bicep. Yeah, man, I'm in there. I'm in there. <laughs> I do this. How you doing? Um, but now I'm looking over there. I'm like, oh, that's but that's hard. I understand that I should definitely use that to get the results I want. Right. But I tried it one day. That fucking sucked. And then I tried it for like a week and I really got like this much, this much of a transition. I'm just going to keep doing this shit because I'm good at it. Like it's trash. It's not really building me. And that's how you motherfuckers be approaching. Like, I know I've done the work. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You do shit. (laughs) Jackass. You just, you existed through it and you thought that you did something. You didn't even understand the underlying purpose of what you were supposed to be paying attention to and how you actually had to change yourself. But to go on a more personal note, what is something for you that it can be a traumatic experience or however you want to spin it for the people? Um, What is something that you had an extremely uncomfortable experience figuring out in your own life? Um... Let's see, guys. Let's get let's get some deep shit. What was that? What was a? I will say a trauma just to identify. Since a trauma can be anything, just to kind of let people know, what was a traumatic experience that you had in certain situations where you had to have a revelation about some shit about yourself? Um, I'm a product of divorce, so um, that would have been like I didn't even realize until like I was older about how that affected how I like view or interact with relationships or how I just interact with like 
anger and aggression and shit like that because I was like, oh, I'm mad. At first, I thought I was just mad at like, but I'm like, I'm mad. At, I had took me years ago. I'm mad at both of y'all. I'm mad at the situation. I'm mad at. Now I'm thinking back. I'm like, I'm mad at how I've handled this, whatever, by not a- addressing A, B, and C. Like that was traumatic. Um, even getting into like how that shaped how I viewed relationships, because I was like, I was like, well it made me like have these ups and down looks at, at marriage. And in my mind, I'm thinking the same thing. Everybody else has thought like you're supposed to be married forever. Right. This is blown up this view for me. And I think like, uh, and it was like simultaneous. Like I got to like high school and like, um, I like, like somebody who didn't like me back. And I'm like, Oh my God, this fucking sucks. It's not even remotely close to the end of the world. Guys, you'll be fine. And he's like fucking high. It happens. You'll, you'll, it's quite often. Yeah. Like it's, it's actually really, really good for you. Um, but, through that and just like fast forward i'm thinking like wow man this is like really really shitty and then i would like interact say with my friends and i would see friends that had parents that like were staying married but you kind of would get and i didn't understand it then like they don't really fuck with each other they're just here Mm -hmm. and i've watched my parents transition over the years of working through i was at this space at my latter 20s 30s because of the issues i've had you know, in my past that I didn't address. I'm addressing them now as an older person. So I'm like, oh, okay, there really is no time frame specifically on fixing your shit. I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. And then I watch them interact and I'm like, this is still like genuine love. It doesn't mean they finna run down the aisle. Like I always make a joke, me and my sister make a joke with my parents that we're going to show up like fucking Morris Chestnut and the brothers and these two niggas going to be dancing in the backyard. But, (laughs) (laughs) told you. But they have given me a good example of there is not this um there's not this definite view or way that love is supposed to be handled i guess and they have been like a definite example as i've been doing my own experiences and learning shit so that was something that was like initially like well this is just but if i didn't have those experiences i don't become tej of now because those made me go, okay, you're angry. How do we address this? I, before I even got into, like, you know, mental health shit, I was, like, looking up stuff, reading things on anger. I'll go back and, like, me and my dad start having these, like, deep talks. That took us years to get to a better space. Like, what? Yeah. You was reading and talking to people and being vulnerable? It was crazy. Damn, I didn't know and, we could do that. And and him, like, fuck me, I'm 20-something. Him as, like, a 40, 50-year-old black man, like, was like, yeah, this is a way better way to go about it. That's even deeper. You went and you approached the actual thing that you crazy. were upset with and you spoke with it? It's crazy. Damn. It was wild. And it was like, hey, we should probably, like, figure out a solution because we've been mad and had like the rah rah shit, and you and had the nerve to be yeah, solution oriented it was, too. It was, it was some really wild shit. Shit! Like we looked up in the sky and we saw all the planets align and shit. How <laughs> when the niggas came to break out the motherfuckers from Hercules, it was like Hades was flying around, but he was like giving us a thumbs up and shit. He was like, "I fuck with y'all. We ain't gonna, you know, we ain't gonna lease the Titans." <laughs> you know, like, what's the fuck? Uh, what's the, what's the name of that that goddamn movie where Channing Tatum was like the space? Hero oh, that shit was so trash. Um, it wasn't that bad. Jupiter, uh, it looked good. It just like I didn't, un- I didn't care for any of the characters. Like I didn't, I was, and I've watched. It took me, I watched that shit three times to try to finish it. I could not give a fuck about the story or anything. I just like this is not compelling. It it's looks just a great. Space Romeo and Juliet type, yeah, um, type deal. It was Jupiter, Jupiter something. Jupiter. Yeah, I was gonna say Pluto Nash, but that's not what it was. <laughs> we know that. Sorry, Eddie. You definitely know it's not Pluto Nash. <laughs> But that was an entertaining Jupiter week. Ascending, I think. 
I don't know. Y'all can look it up. I've seen the movie. I I did my due diligence. I watched it a long time ago. I don't have to revisit. Wolf Man with wings. It was wild. They were just (laughs) putting shit together. It was like big. He was on his fucking space skates, and then all of a sudden, I can fly. Yeah, I don't. Hey, movie land. They just took two popular people and thought they can get off on some on some shit. But I mean, it is what it is. But not to deviate too much. That's it's. It's good, all jokes aside, that you were able to have all oh, the stars align in your favor and shine down its radiance upon you and your mm-hmm. new awakening. It was, it was, it's, it's wonderful. But in case you guys missed it, there were steps that he followed. Yeah. You, you guys know what those steps are? Like self-edification, that was the reading. Being able to be vulnerable and confront the things that you are actually upset with as opposed to stewing in your own mind and making assumptions like you communicated. Ooh. Those are things that can help you in the aspect of accepting a certain truth, regardless of how you feel about it. Being able to do those things will help you get through it in a more positive manner. Oh, this was this was really the one. Oh, and solution oriented. Solution oriented is one. But the main thing we talk about is meeting people where they're at. Like, I'm aware that if you, you know, at a certain point in his life, I'm completely convinced that if you'd given my father a battle axe and sat him next to, like, Alexander the Great or whatever, he could have, like, chopped down, like, 30 niggas in a day. So, understanding that, I would go into these conversations, like, this is not finna be frou-frou McFrumada. So, you know, we're not finna, like, um, yes, I love you, daddy. I love you, yeah, too, Yeah, like, you know, we actually got there, but, like, initially, it's not gonna be that, so I'm not going in, like, fuck! It's like, all right, we got, you know, I'm like, okay, this sucks. This day was a blow up. We tried again another couple interactions, and I was like, hey, we got kind of, hmm, but this was actually way better by comparison. So being able to kind of go, okay, I know who I'm talking to. I know how to adjust. I know how to whatever. And that was also one of my, like, I was getting introduced to, like, stoic shit and being able to go, this is not about, these responses aren't about me. These responses are about your experience right so the more that i can be clear of my own clear of mine clear of my own experiences clear of my judgment of how he's interacting i'm like oh the more we talking the more i see you've gone through this this and this which would shape why you do that okay boom also this just to give you know you motherfucking scapegoats people out i'm his son we fucking love each other so the the idea of going like i'm gonna we're gonna fix this because i love you so there's that, I guess, you know, you people like, everybody not like that. You motherfuckers might not be fucking with each other. I don't have to tell you, but. I mean, that's a whole nother discussion because we talked about that last episode. Like, that's what true love is. Yeah. Being able to have those uncomfortable moments and get through it. But y'all don't really love people. Y'all just, y'all love the idea of what you think something's supposed to be. Impatience, bitches, because I repeat, this was not, oh, we wrapped this up in three weeks. We wrapped this up in three years. Roughly, it was like three, maybe four. Definitely in the three mark. So, mm, that's a bid, nigga. Like, right. <laughs> like just so y'all know, like, consistent, like, this was whatever. Let's take a month off or whatever. Like, you know, let's take two months because this just didn't. All right, I'm good. You're good. We're going to try this again. We bump heads. We're going to whatever. And now, I legitimately kick with this nigga every day. So, being in a healthy spot because you were able to take those four steps and utilize them to having a a positive perspective towards actual truth that made you feel ever so uncomfortable. How dare you be mature? 
well, you know, I want to heal. Okay, well, I really wanted to do that. And, you know, like, I don't know, man. Everything, like, analogies work. Parallels make sense. I want to heal. I broke my leg. You know what that takes? Motherfuckers got to set that shit. That sucks. It does. Like, <laughs> getting put in the cast and not walking for however long. That fucking sucks. The Screw. atrophy and rebuilding everything afterwards. Yeah, now that everything's healed, now I have to go back here and, like, build up this fucking stick of a leg. That sucks. And then I'm, like, strong as shit. Like, my bone is stronger. Like, everything makes it. Everything's connected, guys. Fucking, hey, Joe Rogan, we're not on shrooms, but I feel like we're... <laughs> we're, we're, we're here with you. Yep. We don't have to do drugs to get there, bitch. Word. <laughs> he makes some shit sound so fun, but I'm pussy. Like, he just makes psychedelics sound like you're going to fucking, like... And I'm just like, ah, I'm pussy, though. I think it kind of depends on where you get it from and what the situation is because within i'll say within the last two years i've definitely come across a good number of people that have been like oh yeah i've done shrooms before oh yeah i have some shrooms you want some like like it's just nothing and Mm -hmm. in my mind i've always had shrooms be affiliated with this andy warhol type Mm -hmm. colors and enmeshment of types all over the place and you just oh the walls are speaking to me all that shit i don't know what it's actually like because i haven't fucked with shrooms but it's like it is natural though we gonna be nice about weed because people always say like they had these i was so high i did this that and yell like how do you get that high like i've i didn't start smoking really until two years ago and even sense. then, it's every once in a while, like, it was just to help me with anxiety because I didn't have any CBD, so I will just take a couple puffs of something just to kind of help me, like, be less anxious and help me relax and go to sleep. Um, and I got some shit for free, so it's like I didn't have to pay for it. Makes sense. But um, I was like, damn, people really be bugging out over this? Like, I feel a calm, but I don't feel like, <gasps> I ordered 18 things on the menu and sent it to my mama house, and I just felt like, no. how, what? That used to be the that used to be the best, like, the best argument I ever heard. I'm like, niggas is dying off fucking alcohol, you guys. So, like, weed is not a thing. But the shrooms thing, I've always just been like, like, I hear people talk about it. I clearly am, I'm, you know, now seeing all the news, like, about, you know, it's psychological benefits and you can fucking be in a whole nother world and maybe figure out some things about self. The main one that I'm, the motherfuckers have always, like, when you, Clearly, Joe Rogan and friends. The motherfuckers talk about DMT, and this is always like the scariest, but also like I guess most intriguing part about it is everybody's instant is like you see God, and I'm like, that's just such a, that's a lot. Like even if it goes good, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do after that. Like even if it goes perfectly well, I'm like, what the fuck, nigga? We supposed to go to IHOP? Like I saw God 20 minutes ago. What the fuck are we? What? Did they really see God? Because if there's a lot of people that do that drugs and quote unquote have that experience of seeing God, why else to say he's white? I don't. I don't. Do they say that? I don't know. You know what? I would have. I need to ask the people who do DMT. Like, what race is God? The God that they see? Is it Jesus? Is, is it, it even a person? Is it just a fucking a, presence a that deity you're like or an entity? Yeah, that's some trippy shit. Like I want to, I want to know your experience without having to go there myself. Y'all, you you got it. You do that, champ. It's all you. I think but I'm gonna ask you about it. I've seen something on YouTube where it was like the whole thing because the actual experience is not long. I guess if we're out here watching somebody do it, like if they do it, I feel like it's like a ten to fifteen minute thing. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know how time works for them. Like I don't know if they're in there for ten to fifteen minutes in their heads or if they're like I was there for three days. Like I don't know how that works. 
I haven't really like I, like I watched the video and as soon as they started like I was like oh, nah, nigga, I'm gonna go watch. you got it yeah I just like and, like and it wasn't like they were doing anything that was scary I just was like in my mind I had the paranoia of like this is when this is the day my FBI agent kicks in the door like what you fucking in here doing and I was like all the porn and you want to watch the fucking DMT video like this is where you fucking come and bother me like none of the pirated movies but the fucking like that was what scared me like. <laughs> Like, All the shit that I downloaded off LimeWire today, yeah, you bro. Me like, now? I, yeah, like I watched some shit on this computer that was on TV today, but you came in here for like that's where my mind went. I was like, nah, I'm good. This just seems like I shouldn't. Like it just felt like I was like, oh, I'm, I felt like I was really like, oh, this is some shit I shouldn't know. But so, so sticking with the whole having a, a spiritual awakening or self awareness experience when doing these drugs, how many of these people do you think do these drugs to escape the very thing that we've been talking about, which is like the truth and accountability? Fucking I ain't going to say all of I feel like you initially at least started for some type of, like, escape. And then you might, <clears throat> you know, come into your own. You might now use it as a way to kind of, I don't know, maintain or grow bigger. But I think a lot of people, as initially, it's like, I want to get away from this as opposed to I'm comfortable here. I want to learn more. I think they sometimes may get into that. But I do think the initial thing is this is this here this is tough like this like i was having a conversation about that like a couple weeks ago and it was like i was i finished that fucking book finally because it was i finished the man not guys you can read it (laughs) been stuck on like the last hour for two months it's just because it was just like i don't want to i don't want to diss the book it's it's just heavy like i say like it's heavy baby like (laughs) it's good it's good information it's good it's a good talking point probably something we'll talk about it because it just talks about our experience in a way where it's like empirical and from perspectives and things that could be beneficial for others have just things are detrimental to us and it just talks about everybody's views of us and how it's not it's not really great for black men out here that's basically the emphasis. Not, which is another part of this podcast which we joke about misogyny <clears throat> but it's really not like we we have to give our experience with certain shit but i'll i'll when i finish it we'll talk about it yeah because i've finished uh fuck I don't even remember. Whatever. I finished one book and then I'm finishing another one um, about attachment right now. Mm-hmm. So once I finish that one, then I'll start the man not because I've had it for a couple months. I just haven't now started this, yet. That shit jumped me straight into like Epictetus. Like I was like, I need to get, I need to get Zen. I need to get stoic. I need to let go of things. I need to I'll become jaded as hell. Yeah, I was like, I read, I was like, oh fuck. I, 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 as soon as I finished it, the day I finished it, I jumped straight into like the enriched on because I just like I need, I need to like mellow you see all this stimulation we get from books yeah i need crack one open i needed that damn it immediately watching love and hip-hop reunions and shit and you missing out on this actual self-growth and stimulation from from literature yeah you bitch but (laughs) but um less profound i figured i was going with that um you were just kind of sharing all these different realities of the realizations of what this book helped you understand. Oh, I mean, yeah, because, like, you know, for, I don't know, for, like, a book like that, like, looking at that, I could see, like, you know, that shit will make you want to be, like, oh, that's the thing. I was having a conversation, and it was it tied into that book of it was talking about, like, the suicide rate for men and, like, how that's not even looked at with black men. And I'm, like, I, by comparison to a lot of people, have had a very good experience. But you could understand that the pressures of being out here black male 
not degreed up if you are degreed up because some it's motherfuckers with degree like we're degreed up and it's still difficult out here and you'd be like right and it's like you could you could understand and it's people hear this and think you finna go jump in front of a train it's not what i'm saying but you can rationalize somebody going i don't know the benefit of this experience especially if you have the nerve to be like smart and you believe like there's another phase after this it's like well man fuck this phase because this phase here sucks like there's you so i like you can see how niggas be like oh you know what man let me just jumpstart the next one because this shit here, there's just so much. Like you can be a fucking budget, you can be a millionaire, and it's still like, I'm not a, I'm not like him. He's a thousandaire and he's white, and like he got a whole lot of whatever. I'm a multi-millionaire black man, and I'm, I'm a heartbeat away from all the bullshit that I thought would do. So, to that extent, you you it starts to be like, oh, I can see how like if you're Shit, man, I could be fucking uh, Rick James or somebody, all the money in the world, all the whatever, but I still need this bitch to kind of get me to another zone because it's tough out here. I'm, you know, I'm fucking Kendrick. I'm whatever, and I'm in these rooms, and that's another level of anxiety. Like, I got on the latest whatever. It's a bunch of weird-looking white boys in here in, like, suits or, like, fucking uh, Wrangler jeans. This is not comfortable. I got to be dealing with all these mental spaces that I don't even fucking understand I'm going through, but I can feel them. Not everybody's going to go in there and be dancing on the table like Bobby Schmurder and shit. Like, yeah. Some of us are going to be more like Corday. I'm uncomfortable as shit because this is completely new to me, but I have to be here. And even that, like not under, not even being like the best thing you could say is I'm uncomfortable, but you are you are feeling seven different things. Right. And the best way you know how to rationalize is I'm not, I don't feel good. This is not a good feeling. So just saying that to where I do believe that is a big catalyst to you know, you hear niggas all day and niggas just kind of think it gets fluffed off or just gets thought of as like a regular statement. Niggas be like, I smoke this. I need to get my mind right. It put me in a good space. That nigga's mind is really not right for a variety. It's not just, oh, I had a bad day, my nigga. Like, niggas is going through it. So I think that, you know, definitely plays into why people use. Right. And so for some people, <clears throat> sticking with that example, I understand how for some people that's the only coping skill they know. Or the only one that they've been experienced to. Like you say, we have a different privilege because we are black men that are degreed up. So we've had a different experience than, say, the stereotypical average or, say, your average rapper's experience coming from a different demographic or a different lifestyle. I don't know anything about reading to make myself feel better. I don't know anything about actually being vulnerable and talking to somebody when I'm having a tough moment, like we, we are definitely privileged to have a different experience, but that is not the experience for the majority of us. Even some of us that do have the quote unquote credentials that we have, they still don't understand like, nah, nah I, I don't have therapy. I smoke, I drink and I kick it with my homeboys or I try to get up on some ass or whatever the case is. I almost, I didn't like come out my body, but like I just finished this section on, you know, the little module on substance abuse. So, you know, one of our little discussion questions, it was like, uh, you know, you just go back and forth talking to people or whatever. And one of my classmates was like, um, you know, and I know some, you know, I know a lot of us right to make conversation because you need to whatever. But for two seconds, I was like, bitch, like, and even that was like that. Even that is like a minor little microaggression for whatever. Because she was like, do you think that people who come from like adverse backgrounds, do you think that ties into their substance? I was like, bitch, what kind of stupid? Like I was, and I, I no, you was adverse to say black bitch. Say what you feel, feel like. I saying. found myself <laughs> typing, bitch, who the fuck? And I had to like, I was like, wow, I wonder if. <laughs> dilly, dilly, yeah, dilly, I was like, dilly, I was like, dilly, dilly. I was, and I'm like, and I, I had like, I really had the thought to myself like, damn, this is some fucking weird space to feel in school. 
we're in like the grad school space and I'm feeling like I'm about to go up. And then I'm like, and then I had like a second thought. I'm like, well, there are like, that's just flat out it. And I'm like, I'm sitting here not even knowing if I'm like, should I feel even a way about this? Because there is somebody somewhere as I'm speaking, who is using because they don't have the luxury to sit in front of a computer and, you know, try to better their fucking life right now. Like there right. is a motherfucker who, no man, he comes from three, four, five generations of just get it at the, you know, rob, kill, whatever. I, I don't leave this five block radius. I don't know shit about, and this is, this is literally all he knows. It's not like he, he, he should know better. He literally actually does the fuck not know any better. There is right. no better. He the best out of, out of his stock. He's the best he got. And, you know, nobody's understanding that. The women that, you know, come around him aren't understanding that. Women in his life, they doing the best they can. Society doesn't understand. I'm like, this is the best this nigga got. And by comparison, it's like, if all this nigga do is smoke a little weed, he made a great choice right. to be given by shit. He ain't knocking nobody off. Well, I mean, outside of his profession. Like, today was really... shooting a, up no schools. Today was a good day. Today, I didn't even have to use my AK. Like, that's some nigga's real life. Right. I just smoked. I ate a little food. I chilled with the homies. I got a little physical activity in. I talked to somebody that I liked, and then I took my ass home. And I didn't, that's a non-stressful day. For us, you may look at it as like, oh, that's just a line in a cool song. No, for a lot of black people, like, no, I understand that reality. Like, I actually got to enjoy today just doing regular shit. Mm -hmm. Like, my pinnacle of a day is just being average. That's some heavy shit that as a as a black person or especially a black man, my best day is just being normal. That sucks. Mm -hmm. The best I have to look forward to is normality. That's you know, you awful. Know, and this is not to. And I've, this is definitely like probably new on niggas. It's definitely is worth an, another conversation. But just like, you know, you. This is not to glorify, you know, I want everybody to go out there and go get it. But to a certain, from a certain perspective, you can, you can understand, you ain't even do shit today. You just, what you tired for? I survived, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I got up, walked out this fucking house, and made it back in this bitch. Yeah, I'm going to lay down, nigga, because, like, I it, it, I won. I, may, I won the day. Right. And then, you know what I get? A chance to maybe win tomorrow. Side note, I also get somebody like chastising me and blaming me and in my ear about me not meeting their expectation when they're not paying attention to my struggles. But that's a whole nother conversation. That's where that that, we well, that's, get into. that's where I was sprinkling it because it's like, you know, back to uh, back which to is even, also part of the black man experience of being stressed and whatnot. Sometimes it's y'all fault. Back but, to even Samuel's nigga. Like, yeah, like, you know, you you pick this individual and are mad at the motherfucker for being what you pick. Nigga, if I go get a pet tiger and this nigga, like, mauls my motherfucking, uh, I got I got a pet tiger, two poodles, and a hamster. And I'm sitting outside one day and I see this nigga popping fucking uh, paw out his fucking mouth. I got a tiger. Like, I'm, I can't be mad at him for what the fuck he is. Like, you went, ma'am, and said, you know, well, you know, there's a... This is a this is a good German Shepherd. This is I want that gorilla in the back y'all got. And that nigga come home and put fucking seven holes in you. What you got? What you picked? Right. So either you need to start learning how to do gorillas, or you need to get down here and uh, you know, get a pet Pomeranian or some shit. It's kind of like old girl off of Tiger King. She's like, I no, I work with tigers. I'm not mad or want the tiger killed because he took my arm off. He did what tigers are supposed to do. He had a moment. I got caught slipping and I got my arm took. Like 
I'm still going to work here. I'm still going to love Tigers because I can't be mad at him for doing what Tigers do. I put myself in danger. I got a little bit, you know, a little bit reckless, wasn't paying attention. And this is the consequence. Life goes on. Everybody doesn't have that type of attitude to go through the storm, lose some shit that they really needed and have to continue to press forward. Absolutely. I really want like. I know that everybody's a musician. Everybody does their own thing. And I love the BGs like everybody else do, but I just I need to understand. I know that I don't know the ins and outs of all that's in R and B and in music. But it's like weird fucking uh Norwegian white men have like co opted disco and shit and like this just funky shit and this was our shit. And I'm not saying they gotta stop this shit because this is fire. The parcels are doing good work. But I want y'all out there, you you know, you quirky motherfuckers who are like, I don't know how to you can make this. I'ma play it. We're gonna hear. It's gonna get played around. This you gonna hear it on this show. On this show, we gonna actually play music, no matter the genre, no matter the race, color, or creed. We just appreciate good music, something that's nice and funky that just speak to your soul, make you make your shoulders bop a little bit. Ain't no man, like that. you can. This is this is tomorrow Sunday. Get up, do nothing, but just play this shit in the house. You don't. What the fuck? In your robe, with the robe open. Don't tie that bitch up. Just just let everything swing freely. Just you enjoy it. You feel good. This right. feels good. I want y'all to feel Make me feel good. Feel good. Feel good. Feel free. Feel wonderful. Feel positive. Just let things like this immerse your soul. Hopefully you got something that makes you feel good from this episode. Remember those four steps when it comes to approaching truth and things that make you uncomfortable because it's going to help you feel better. If you don't remember what it is, then you can rewind and listen to this again and then take notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can write it in the comments and then you can talk to us about it Absolutely. because that's what we like to do. Or if you want to comment on the page when we put some post up, you can talk about those things that we don't care. We just like to talk to y'all. But hopefully this helps you set off the rest of your weekend on a positive note. We will see you guys again on Monday. You got tomorrow off. You can come back here monday night after you got another stressful day at work which you shouldn't be stressful but that's up to you and you can come talk to us and let us take that pressure off you not really because we can't control what you go through but there's something that you utilize to help yourself feel better but we appreciate your time and energy for being here why because we love you so we'll see you guys again here on monday enjoy the rest of your weekend just a dope ass podcast